because instead of going left, you went right and you could have helped them if you went left with them, but you decided to force them right and now they're uncomfortable and now they don't actually feel like you can solve the problem that they need. You don't know how to close out the conversation because you went in the wrong direction. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Belinda Aramity and I am the host of the Claim Your Space podcast. The Claim Your Space podcast is a podcast for entrepreneurs looking to grow and scale their businesses in a way that aligns with the lives they want to live. I'm a sales and business coach. I have trained hundreds of people on effective social selling strategy. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm full of sarcasm and wit. And it's taken me a while for me to own my confidence and my space within my industry. And I'm dedicating this podcast to helping you claim your space, own your space, and grow a business that's in alignment with exactly how you want to live your life. It's possible. You can do it. Let's do it together. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Claim Your Space podcast. I am your lovely host, Belinda Aramity, and today we're going to be talking about the anatomy of a successful sales call. Whether you're a coach or consultant, or really if you have anything to sell, everything is really based on being able to have successful sales calls. There's certain elements and things that I want you to keep in mind. And we're going to be talking about those today. And I'm really excited because you guys know that sales is my jam. But first, we're going to hop into a little bit of a sales chat. And today I actually want to talk about a book. So one of the things that I've been doing over the last few years is really reading a lot of books, sales books, um, as part of my professional development. So part of my professional development has been in soft skills, you know, emotional intelligence, things that just I, I find fascinating about human development. But one of the first sales books that I read that I really and truly fell in love with is Chris Voss's Never Split the Difference. And this is a sales book that I often send to my coaching clients. It's also a sales book that I believe you have to physically hold in your hand and treat it like a textbook. Now, the reason for this is because I actually started reading Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss um, on Audible as an audiobook, And I found that I kept stopping and scribbling down, stopping and scribbling down. And while there are some books where listening to an audio, there are some great ones. Rise, Sister Rise. If you're looking for a great book around about leaning into your feminine spirit, that's a great book. I'll sh- maybe share uh, more about that in a future episode. But Chris Voss has never split the difference. I want you to treat it like a textbook for selling. And it's all around negotiate negotiating. So Chris Voss, he is an ex-FBI negotiator. So he used to deal with people like terrorists and people who would, you know, take people for ransom for like $5 million and get them off like for $0 and maybe, maybe even $20,000. And so he really goes into the anatomy, I guess anatomy is the word of today, but the anatomy of how to negotiate with people and how, um, he has this really great reference in the book where he says, you know, there's a husband and a wife who are going out to an event you know, the wife wants the husband to wear brown shoes, the husband wants to wear black shoes. You know, according to, you know, traditional logic around negotiation, you split the difference. So now the husband has to go to the event in one brown shoe, one black shoe. And when you look at the idea of just splitting things down the middle, that it, it, 
becomes nonsensical. So it's the idea of how do you get, and let's use that example, how does the wife get the husband to wear the black shoes instead of the brown that he wants? And so he talks about a lot of things that I learned in sales, and I just feel like it is a really great book. If you feel like negotiating is something that you feel uncomfortable with, um, you will find that what you read in the book you will continuously use in your business. So I think it's a great business book. It's an even better sales book and you'll absolutely love it. So if you end up picking it up, do let me know, take a picture of it and send it over to me on Instagram and let's share. So that's my sales chat for today. Grab the book, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, a fantastic sales professional development resource. Thank me letter. All right, let's hop into today's episode. So as I mentioned a few moments ago, we're going to be talking about the anatomy of a successful sales call. And really, I want you to no longer just think of a sales call as just the 30 minutes that you have scheduled in your calendar to speak with the person. The anatomy of of a truly successful sales call actually starts way before then, just after they come in as a lead and they actually book the call. And there's that pre-call phase. So this is your opportunity to really start building a relationship with that person because you have to understand, right? And this is particularly important for coaches and it's still important for consultants, but I'm going to speak specifically to coaches right now. Coaching is such an intimate experience. People are, they have to open up to you in order for you to be an effective coach and they also need to open up to you long before they even start working with you for you to be able to diagnose whether or not um, you can help them and in what ways potentially you're going to have to help them so for instance currently in um, you know my in one of my one-on-one coaching packages it's six months right so I need people to really open up to me so I can really figure out okay how six months is a long time to be working with someone. So how are we, what is it that we need to actually accomplish in those six months? So at the end of it, you feel like, hell yes, I'm so happy that I'm working with you. So you are starting to build the relationship with your client long before the actual sales call. So before the call, have in mind how you're reaching out to the, to the prospect you should, they should be hearing from you at least one time between the correspondence that you guys have, whether it's on DM or it's formally on email when they book the time to meet with you and the actual meeting. There needs to be at least one interaction with you. The more time between the initial interaction to book the meeting and the actual meeting itself, the more time in between, the more that you want to touch base with them, right? So that they remain warm, a warm lean. They remain excited to work with you. So the anatomy of a sales call, it actually starts pre-call. How are you beginning to build the relationship? How are you getting them to really be familiar with you? And that's where content is really helpful. It helps in that pre-call phase. But again, when they've actually booked a call with you, this is your opportunity to really make it a one-on-one experience. Because we all know when we are creating content, we're really talking to a wider audience. So now it's time for you to zero in and make this person feel really special as an individual. Okay. Now the second part of a successful sales call. Okay. Now we're actually talking about the sales call. So this will be the meaty part of the episode, but you want to begin by introducing yourself. Okay. Now 
there is what people know about you on social media and then there is what people know about actually working with you, right? It's an opportunity for you to drop little pieces of information about yourself. So this is what people call essentially your elevator pitch, right? And I like to, when I'm introducing myself, depending on the audience, so when I'm introducing myself to an executive team, it's a different introduction than when I'm introducing myself to an early stage entrepreneur. But I'm allowing people to understand me and learn about me in my own words. So it's really easy for them to understand succinctly who it is that I am, the expertise that I bring to the table, and what it is that I do with my clients. But in this introduction, so it's it's a very short introduction, but I'm also setting the tone for the call, right? So I let them know this is what you can expect in our conversation today. I talk about how long the conversation is, okay? I said I've got X amount of time um, set aside for us to chat. And then towards the end of this you know, what they can expect in the call. Then I said, towards the end of the call, we're then going to have a little bit of more of a conversation around my services and how it is that we can work together. But this conversation really is about you. So I'm setting it up that I'm not here to give you a presentation on my services. That's not what we're here for. We're here to understand you, the prospect, the person who's come. And I find that, you know, and then I wait for the other person to agree right? Because in order to have a conversation, both people need to be willing participants, right? If I'm coming to a conversation to talk politics and someone else is coming, you know, to talk about religion, then, you know, we both can't, we have to agree on the subject matter at hand. Okay. So that's first, you want to introduce yourself and you want to set the tone for the call. The other thing that you want to think about when you're trying to have a successful sales call is you need to ask open-ended questions, but not just any, you know, sort of open-ended question. You want to ask open-ended questions that reveal what's going on. And as the conversation is going on, the level and the, the depth of the type of questions that you ask need to increase. Because remember, you are a doctor of sorts, okay? And you're trying to assess and really understand what is going on and so you need open-ended questions that then become a string to another other series of open-ended questions so when I go into a sales call I do have a series of kind of like base questions that I'm going to ask but then the rest of the conversation is really going to flow based on their answers right something that you know just intuitively I'm like hmm tell me a little bit more about this or you said this or what's really going on here or I'm sensing some resistance, right? So one thing that I also want you to keep in mind, okay, is that you're asking open-ended questions that are designed to figure out what is actually going on and not just what you want to hear. So you'll see this if you watch like crime drama and they're like in the courtroom and the, you know, prosecution might yell to the judge I object you know the you know the lawyer is leading right is asking a series of leading questions which is you know the lawyer is just asking a series of questions that are designed as basically traps to get a particular answer right um one of the leading questions that I absolutely despise that salespeople love to use all the time is do you like to save money and it's like you know that a pitch or something like that is coming 
after this question. But if you say no, that you don't like saving money, you sound like an idiot. But if you say yes, you like saving money, then you know that they're going to follow up and pitch you and you really just want to go home. And so I want you to think of questions that are, like I said, that are going to reveal what's going on, but aren't leading the person in a particular direction. There are parts of the sales call where there are certain questions that you do, where you do want them to lead. But when you're starting off the conversation, you need to just answer a question the way a general practitioner would, a doctor would, you know, you are just asking, tell me what's going on. Because if you don't really understand what's going on, you do not know where to lead the conversation, right? If you go too prescriptive, too early in the sales call, what happens is you could be going in the wrong direction. You could very well be able to solve a very specific problem that they have. But because you came into the conversation prejudging what you think and you've already prescribed what their problem is without actually figuring out and getting a lay of the land, you could go down the wrong path and you end up not actually closing the deal. Because instead of going left, you went right and you could have helped them if you went left with them but you decided to force them right and now they're uncomfortable and now they don't actually feel like you can solve the problem that they need you don't know how to close out the conversation because you went in the wrong direction i hope you're picking up what i'm putting down okay and then the one another tip that i have for you in order to create a successful sales call is mirroring. So as I mentioned in the sales chat section or portion of this episode, I talked about Chris Foss's book, Never Split the Difference. He talks about mirroring. And so mirror, what I want you to do with the idea of mirroring is that you mirror what the person is saying and ask them if you've described things appropriately. The reason why this is so important is you need to show the prospect that you actually understand what's going on within their business, within their life, who they are. Because one of the things I want you to always remember is that people buy with emotion and they justify it with logic, right? So for instance, a Tesla, okay? For the price of a Tesla, you could buy at least two and a half Honda Civics, okay? But people, but you have this emotional tie to a Tesla. So you, you feel that you want to buy a Tesla and then you quickly search for reasons that you can justify it logically. You can justify spending $100,000 on a brand new Tesla. And you say, well, I'm going to save money on fuel efficiency because it's an electric vehicle. And I'm saving the lungs of my grandchildren because I'm choosing to drive an electric vehicle. Okay, this is a sound, logical, reasonable decision. And I'm not judging people for why they buy anything. I'm just stating the fact that people buy emotionally and they justify it with logic and if you can get if you can get and show that you understand you can mirror the emotion that they're feeling right you can help give them 
the the juice, the logical juice towards the end of the successful sales call, letting them know, hey, this is how you're feeling. This is how we're going to actually solve it. This is the logic to help solve for the emotional feeling that you've had as we've discussed things. What's also really important here is it shows the other person that you're listening. It makes them feel safe, but just as important, if you're not getting it right, they can fix it. They can say, yes, of course you want them to say, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, yep, that's right. That's right are the words that you're looking for. But if they don't say that's right, what's great about mirroring, and it's another uh, negotiating tip that uh, Chris talks about in his book, which is purposely um, mislabeling. But if you have gotten it wrong for whatever reason, they will correct you. And that is exactly what you want. You want them paying attention and you want them to clarify so that you actually understand what the problem is. It will set you up for a much more successful working relationship. Okay. Anyone who doesn't want to correct you or who can't tell you that you're getting it right, it means they're not really into the conversation. And at that point, you can work on techniques to save it or just be like, you know what? Let's save each other the time. I'm not a right fit and you know, you guys can, can part ways amicably. Okay. So a successful sales call during the sales call is you're going to take the time to introduce yourself and set the tone for how the conversation is going to go. You need to ask open-ended questions. That's going to help them reveal to you what's going on and not necessarily just what you want to hear. Okay. Remember you're a doctor who has a specialty behave like one, ask pointed questions that are going to help you figure out, do you need a brain surgeon or do you need an orthodontist? Okay. And the last tip that I have for the anatomy of a successful sales call is mirroring. So towards the end of the call, before you launch into your spiel about how it is that you work with people, mirror what the person has said to you to make sure that you've, that you've gotten it right. And you want them to say that's right. Okay. That's the anatomy of a of a successful sales call within the actual call itself. Okay, this should take you thirty to sometimes it can take you even sixty minutes if you're really pulling out a lot of information with a prospect. Okay, and three, yeah, three after the call. Okay, you want to follow up with an email post call. And remember how I said this episode is about the anatomy of a successful sales call. So you're following up with an email, you want to express excitement, because you want people to be excited to work with you, you want people to be excited to, um, to move on to the next step. So express that in some way in the way that you are Um, talking in your follow-up email. You want to show that you've listened. So one way that you can do that is by summarizing what happened during the call. Okay. So just like I said, you're going to mirror towards the end of the call, you get their agreement, and then you ask for permission to move on and start talking about how your services work and what working together will look like. Okay. Summarize this again for the email. You're going to bring that energy, that emotion that pain that they were feeling in the call, I don't even want to call it pain, that frustration that they're feeling with where they are right now in their life in the call, 
or in their business and you want to bring it back into this follow-up email that they're going to read. It serves as a reminder to them that, oh yeah, I probably should deal with this issue, shouldn't I? Right? So you're going to summarize what happened during the call and then you want to make sure that you outline the next steps. Okay. So remind them, say, okay, in order to move, in order for us to, uh, move forward and work together. I'm going to be sending you an invoice as well as my contract. This is what's expected. The con, if there is a, um, a due date for your contract, outline those specifics then. And another thing that I like to do in order to prepare people as well, say, you know what, I'm going to leave it with you for a couple of days. If I don't hear back from you, I'll reach out. I'll reach back out to you on Monday. Right? So they are, I'm already setting up that next follow-up. If for whatever reason, they forget or their life gets busy. They know they're already prepared, right? And I feel less bad about following up. And I know that a lot of you feel that way too, where it's like, uh, uh, I don't know if you, you know, make it very matter of fact, that's a super, you know, savvy sales, you know, tip is do things matter of fact, right? Where it's like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm letting you know. So they're prepared and you're prepared to do it and then set a reminder in your calendar for you to actually do the follow-up and get it done. But if you're setting up your sales calls the way that I outlined today, they'll get back to you. They'll get back to you with an answer and they'll be like, send over your invoice and the contract. Okay, so let's quickly go over the anatomy of a successful sales call. First, your successful sales call starts in the pre-call. So between the time that they book a session or the discovery call with you and the time of the actual meeting, you want to be in communication with them at least once more if there is a longer period of time between leads to meeting, like let's say two weeks, okay? Two, during the call, introduce yourself, make sure you ask open-ended questions that really help reveal what's going on and mirror what the person is saying and ask if you've described things appropriately. And then number three, follow-up is super important. So after the call, follow up with an email that expresses excitement, that shows that you listened, that summarizes what happened during the call, and that outlines next steps. Okay? So there you have it, the anatomy of a successful sales call. I hope that was really helpful. And typically, I know I leave sales chat stuff in the sales chat section of the podcast, but I really, really hope that you pick up Chris Voss's book, Never Split the Difference. It is an amazing book. Grab the book, grab a highlighter, be ready to treat it almost like a sales textbook. It is a book that I, without hesitation, always, always, always suggest that people read. I think it's better than reading, you know, even the Challenger Method sales book, the Sandler Method. Those are all great methods. Um, But this is a book that I guarantee will stand the test of time. And, um, you know, 50 years from now, I see that people will be reading it. So if you like to read, grab Chris Voss's Never Split the Difference. So as always, I hope that you found this episode helpful or useful in some way. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Claim Your Space podcast. 
If you enjoyed what you heard today, I'd love if you would subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to be listening to your podcasts. And if you really, really liked this episode, I'd appreciate if you left me a rating on iTunes. I hear it does some really good things for the algorithm and for you to tell an entrepreneur friend about it too. And if you are on Instagram, I'd love for you to take a screenshot and to share your thoughts with me over in an Instagram story. Uh, You can find me at Belinda.Aramity. And if you are trying to figure out exactly who your dreamy clients are, I invite you to download my free dreamy client mapping worksheet. All of the details, including my Instagram handle, can be found in the show notes. So I just want you to remember that this is your time to claim your space. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. And thanks again for joining me.